It's your boy Jay Havana. I am here with my co-host. It's Royce. And he's on time with the introduction. This is Bars and Buckets. And today, we have a very special guest. He is from New York. We are talking to him via FaceTime. Yes, FaceTime. He doesn't even see us. <laughs> but we see him with his big old pearly whites and a forehead. <laughs> Welcome. Di Manny, digital. Let's get a round of applause. Golf clap, golf clap, golf clap, golf clap. Golf clap. Yeah, what up, y'all? What up, what up? And, and just, just one correction, because New York is a big-ass state. I'm from the Bronx, New York. Bronx, that is, Bronx. Uh, the yeah, Bronx, yeah. New York. I, I appreciate that you actually said the Bronx. I said it, but I'm glad you imitated because there's, there's phonies out there who be like, oh, you're from Bronx, and those people need to get smacked. There's, there's a the. Yes. In front I, of it. Agreed. Your Cali friends over here agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. So I, I didn't catch. I didn't catch the co-host's name. What? What's your name, dog? Royce, man. Royce. All right. Peace. Aka, Royce. aka the one that you denied. You climbed yesterday, and you ended up trading Etwan Moore for Capella. <laughs> what? Hey, hey. What? Hey, Who I, is Etwan Moore? <laughs> I, hey, I got. I got a trade. I got my trade. <laughs> I got my shit. All love, bro. All love, bro. All love. We're going to get into that shit in a minute. Oh, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> so if on occasions you hear me call him Jeremy, that's his government name, that's but he doesn't good. like to go by it, so we just go with Royce. Royce Flyer. That's right. good. <laughs> so how you doing, Manny? I'm good, man. Just freezing my tits off, but everything, everything is love. <laughs> that's what's up. So... For those who don't know, I met you through DJ EFN. Yes, sir. A um, couple, couple months ago, actually. It was in June. Yeah, June. It was in June. It was in L.A. during the Coming Home Columbia screening. You flew out to New York. I mean, you flew out to California. Right. All right. And then, uh, and then everybody was just shit-talking the whole trip, and we had a great time. <laughs> facts. Facts. facts super facts he stared he stayed at a sketchy airbnb and we're like yo are you sure you good here bro yo that shit was popping <laughs> that shit that shit was uh yeah the building was looking kind of sketch but the apartment i was staying at it uh that shit was like a uh coming to america themed out so, <laughs> i'm a big fan of coming to America, so I can appreciate it. But yeah, it was it was all right. It was all right. Ah, bro, you got two big fans Dude, of coming to one America. One of the all time greats, man. One time. That's my number one. I, I, yeah. I make it. I kind of have like a pilgrimage, like this whole like thing I do every year, where I have to watch it at least twice. So every six months, I catch it and make a whole big thing about it. That's dope. actually for my second thirtieth birthday. I had uh, a cake with me in a. Uh, Coming to America, like the cover coming to America. That's dope. Yeah, that's, that's great, I'll man. It, I'll send it to you so you can peep that. Yeah, you gotta send it, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's actually my, a, my, home, my homeboy uh, Ron from uh, Catalyst Design put that together for me. So, so dope. peace to Ron. Peace. What are you gonna say, Royce? I said there's a deli I sent. I told sent over to Havana's in LA, and they actually sell memorabilia from coming to oh, America. Right. Yeah, like they sell McDowell's hoodies. Nah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Right. And, and Randy Watson, Randy Watson hoodies. I'll send you the link. Yeah. I'll send, I'll send Yo, you the link. Gotta, I'll send you the link. Of fact, hold on, I'm gonna show y'all something real quick. Yeah. All, right. All right. The anticipation. The, the anticipation. Da, da, da. All right. So, so y'all know that I'm not bullshit. All right. Ready? All right. <laughs> that's where, dope, dude. Where is he, where is that's he, dope, he? bro. Yo, that's dope, man. That's love. That's, that's Prince Akeem, right? This is Prince Akeem in his Yo. princely gear. Right. These are the the what you call it the um the pops. I, I don't really fuck with these collectible shits, but when I saw these, I was like, "Yo, that's semi." Oh, you even got semi. What? And then I got the Zamunda collector's edition with a T-shirt that I haven't opened yet. That's official. That's official. Now, uh. When you said Randy Watson, I was like, "Fuck," because that's the one I'm missing. They only made like three or four of these joints. Yeah. So yeah. Randy Watson, if you're out there, motherfucker, come home. What? <laughs> <laughs> right. well, greatest movie of all time? Definitely my top, my number one for sure. 
For sure. So great, great. So you are in New York, a big New York Knicks fan, I assume. What's, Tremendously huge. What's up Both. with your Knicks? Yo, it's business as usual, kid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we just actually, I can't say that. So business as usual would be just losing for the sake of losing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, be, and losing without competing. I I could safely say, I mean, what we're four and twelve. Four, right, four Jeez. and twelve. <laughs> hey, hey, look, man. Have you seen Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett? Dude, they look beautiful. They're okay, amazing. They're exactly. amazing. Amazing. Wait, there has to be a pause, a big pause, because he said I'm, they look beautiful. Yeah. So wait, wait. I was gonna say, in most circles, you gotta pause that shit. But... <laughs> the but way, the, the context, way, the way I, they play, the way they play I, is beautiful. Yeah, I, 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 I caught it, which is why I let that shit slide. There you right. go. Don't let that shit happen again, Royce. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but but like the Knicks compete. Like even last night when we lost against uh, uh, the Pelicans. The game was really close up until the last few minutes of the game. Right. And so for me, being a tried and true fucking disgusting Knicks fan, like it, it's good to see that they're actually competing where we don't really have a ton of talent. Like, you know, proven talent. We don't have yeah. a ton of it. Right. Y'all do got that one undrafted kid, Alonzo Trier from Arizona. He looked good. Yo, he looked dope, yo. man. He looked like this yeah, yeah. still. What position? He, he, he had two guard. He's, two guard. He's a two guard. Yeah, he he's been a real surprise. Like especially the fact that he's undrafted, and and Mitchell Robinson, who yeah. didn't play any organized basketball for a couple of years, we picked him up in the second round. Mm. Uh, and he he's very raw, but you can see the kid's got real upside if he sticks with it. Yeah, definitely. You guys definitely got some promise on there, especially too. I mean, next year. You get Zion. You probably get KD. You think you, 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 you get Zion? You can take his ass. I, I, personally, I don't think we're that lucky. You don't uh, think so? We'll find, we'll find a way to fuck some shit up and end up with like, the fifth pick. Right, right. But yo, I like you know my biggest fear every year since I've been a Knicks fan. So I've been a Knicks fan since 1993 officially. Okay. Um, well, that's kind of when I had my basketball awakening. Okay. And and I could say. 94 was like the pinnacle of my fandom just given the fact that they went to the championship and I mean we lost but but that was like a the most exhilarating time for me as a Knicks fan right, right. And, it's, and since the Dolan era like the Dolan regime is what fucks with me every day yeah so I'm, I'm a little nervous about it but I've seen over the last year since since it picked up since we got rid of Phil Jackson and we picked up um, you know the Scott Scott Perry as a GM I'm feeling a lot better mm. so you, I just hope Dolan stays the fuck away you think <laughs> you think when Melo out there he comes back don't get slapped dog <laughs> <laughs> No, keep, keep him away. No, keep no. him away. What y'all need to do is have a reunion, get Melo and get Marbury back on there. Oh. Just do the farewell tour this year. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I don't know where. Oh, you know what? It was um, Alan Hahn. So Alan Hahn is a, an MSG uh, correspondent. Like mm-hmm. he, he has a show. He works with MSG and, and ESPN radio right. uh, here in New York. And he put out a post talking about like, you know how retired players, after they leave the game, they typically, there's a home for them after. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, Sean Kemp will forever be attached to the Sonics. Right, well, yeah. You know, now OKC. Okay, uh, you got Patrick Ewing will also be synonymous with the Knicks. You got all these, most players have that, right? Yeah. Right. Carmelo Anthony, he was arguing, may not really have that. No. Because, yeah. Right, like he's like on an island unto himself. Like maybe Syracuse, but in the pros, like there isn't really a place for him. So my suggestion is, if the, if Carmelo Anthony comes back to New York, mm-hmm. he doesn't come back as a player. He goes, takes the rest of this time. Maybe he goes to Puerto Rico. Maybe he goes to China. Maybe he uh, spends some time at the Big Three. Mm. But then when it's all said and done, he hangs up his shoes as a player. He gets with LeBron, CP3, Dwayne Wade. They pull their finances, find some dirt on James Dolan, get him the <laughs> fuck out of here, right? right? Get him the fuck up out of here, and then they own the Knicks. Mm. That, that could be the comeback story for Carmelo Anthony. That's big. 
I didn't so, even think about that. Dang, Manny, you really, you really, really, really dug in deep with that one. Dog, you know how much suffering I <laughs> I feel it, man. Yeah, I yeah. Feel it, dude. I'm, I'm Je- the silver lining surgeon. I need that shit. And Roy, Royce, he's he when he says he feels it, I vouch for that because he's been a Warriors fan since the Mitch Richmond days. Or no, not Mitch. Since, since the Run TMC. Since but like, Run TMC. We had yeah. we had Bimbo Cole starting that point guard with Jason Caffey <laughs> oh. and Terry Cummings. And then we yeah. traded Sprewell to the Knicks for uh, John Starks. Yeah. I remember those yeah. days. Yeah. The 19 season win games. Yeah. yeah it was tough. Yeah, so I feel it. Even feel when, it. Even when they won hold what, true, 60 man. games and then you didn't make the playoffs? No, we won 48. 48 without making the playoffs. That was with Don Nelson. No defense, Nelson. I, 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 uh, I salute y'all. So when I lived in the Bay Area, um, I saw a lot of bandwagon shit happen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so. Motherfuckers I used to work with, I was checking their they card every time they said some shit. I was like, yo, what, where were you when Run TMC was popping? Right. They're like, who? I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, man. I, I'm at work right now. I hear stuff. I'm like, dude, you don't know nothing about nothing. Who you know about Jason yeah. Caffey? Exactly. Montego Cummings. <laughs> <laughs> what you know? You know about Antoine well, trading Vince Carter on draft day for Antoine uh, Jameson. How do you feel about that still? I don't. I, I love Vince, but I mean, I think it worked out for the best for Antoine Jameson. Yo, you yeah. can't like you, you guys, the, the Golden State Warriors organization and the fans. Y'all can't be mad about shit no more. We can't. No, we can't. can't. We really can't. Yeah. We're spoiled. We're spoiled, dude. Yo, the come up is. I mean, significant. Even but, with this bullshit you got going with, like you know, KD and all that. Yeah. Yo, if you lose KD. It's all it's good. Nothing. It's all good. It's it's you know. Nothing. All right. So let's say let's let's talk about it. Let's say KD leaves. Right. Yeah. Going he, to the Knicks. Go. All right. Let's whatever. I'm calling it right now. I'm oh, calling it right he's now. He's calling man. it. He's calling it. Okay. All right. I don't want it. All right. <laughs> we'll get into that. We'll get into it before we go into that. Let's say KD leaves. Right. Does do the Warriors st- and they keep the same team? Do they still have enough to make it to the championship and win it all, Manny? Yes. Yes. Yes, and, and the reason being, uh, well, there's like three reasons. Okay. I think I think you if you lose Draymond and or Steph, you got problems. E- even okay. if Draymond parts ways and you still got Clay and and Steph and 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 Iguodala in some capacity, uh-huh. I think. I think everybody else kind of just fits because the culture is set already there. And so mm. the GM is fucking amazing. Coaches are great. So you got all the pieces that you need. You can plug and play a bunch of different players. Right. But if you got those foundational pieces still there that can bring everybody else in and, and just have them buy into the culture, you don't need a lot. Like I'm, I might be talking out my ass, but I really don't think I don't think KD presents a humongous deficit for the team if he really? bounces. I think I don't. I, well, because all right. So for the last four finals, Warriors and Cleveland, two of the the first two is when KD wasn't there, right? Yeah. yeah. First two. Okay. First two. And then that that got split. I think mm-hmm. I think that'll I think with KD not there, I think it doesn't put them over the over the hump. It doesn't put them over the edge. It doesn't give them that um, that that firepower that they have. And see, this is where you're wrong, though. Okay. Because, like, if you look since 2009, without Steph, they're 40 and 60. This okay. year, they're 2 and 3 without Steph. And that's mm. with KD there. Last yeah. year, they were, like, two games above 500 without Steph, but with KD on the floor. Okay. See, KD, I think, needs more needs the Warriors more than they need them. They need him. I mean, mm. he's, he's changed. I, um, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Mm. I, like I said, like, what, what happens is the Warriors become a little bit more – Realistic as far as trying to reach and, and beat them. Yeah, I that's, gotcha. all, that's gotcha. all that happens. Okay, okay. It, it makes everybody else a little bit more competitive, right? Versus them just being a slaughter. Exactly. Every, you know, every step of the way. That and we still haven't seen what Cousins is going to do when he gets back. That's true. That's and, true. But that's a one. That's a one and done. Yeah, that is anyway. a one and done. Yeah. You 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 think uh, if let's say KD leaves, you you don't think uh, Cousins comes back, Jeremy? No, I think he probably goes back to New Orleans. Yeah, I think he goes to New Orleans for a max deal next year, or whatever he can get max wise. Mm, what do you think, Manny? I I don't know where he ends up, but that would be that would 
that'd be dope. Again, this is all assuming that he comes back healthy. Yeah. I still, I, yeah. I think it's tough to come back from that kind of shit. And, but, but, yeah. but I think it would be ill if he went back to Sacramento. That'd be dope. Oh, especially with the squad they got now, with D Fox yeah, and they Bagley. Got, they got pieces. Yeah. Yeah, and he has he has like a, a big following, big foundation there. He's still he's still involved in the community out there too. So it's a possibility, man. Yeah, that'd be that'd be ill. That's nah, a dude. hell of a comeback story. Yeah, that dude that dude hates Vladi though, man. So uh, Vladi, Vladi, <laughs> that dude hates Vladi, bro. That dude hates Vladi, man. Vladi would have to go for that dude to come back to sack. I, I think it's about time Vladi bounces though. Like, I think Vladi, so too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. He needs he, to flop his way out much. of there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I still don't get. I still don't get how Vladi basically works for Shaq. After all <laughs> That's the shit right. That Shaq put him through. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker. He just like getting tormented. Because yeah, yeah. Seriously, right? I don't get it. He got he got bounced out of L.A. And yeah. that's that's with the Shaq deal, right? No, that was a Kobe. Kobe. No, that was that Kobe, was Kobe but, deal. But, yeah. yeah, but Shaq was just like abusing this guy. Oh yeah, like, yeah. like, like it was. I mean, how Javale McGee was getting it. Like, yeah. I think, I think Vladi was getting it worse. Yeah, I agree. Mm. I agree. All right, let, yeah. let, uh, so let's say KD leaves. Yeah. You, you you don't want him to go to the Knicks, Manny. Look, look, I'll be I'll be frank. Um, if he comes to New York and we don't have to give up a ton in assets and or salary cap room I'm okay like for instance I know he's got to get a huge amount of cash right, right so right. if we give him enough and then still have enough to play with to get one or two you know support players uh-huh. I think I'd be okay with take testing that out because he's in a he's a once in a lifetime kind of cat yeah right yeah but but to to what Royce was saying earlier I think he's just too pussy yeah oh, yes ooh. yes I think oh, I think he I, I don't agree. see him like I don't know, bro. Like you you come to like Noah Vonley, give you an example, right? Yeah. Uh, well, backtrack a second. All My right. favorite player of all time in any fucking sport you can think of is Charles Oakley. Uh. And for no other reason than the fact that the motherfucker he he came on the court, everybody was afraid. Yeah. He he couldn't score very he wasn't a predominant scorer. That motherfucker would just bang and bump your ass until you submitted right. or until he racked up enough rebounds where, you know, the team benefited from it. Mm. So Noah Vonley on the Knicks, he's got that grit and he got a, he can shoot, right? right. You got to have, and then I think around him, like even people like Trey Burke, they've ha- they have some some muscles, some grit to them. Yep. They're not, they're not pushovers. I, I think, I think, I don't know if KD can survive in, in that kind of culture if that's what we're developing in New York. Who's tougher, KD or Porzingis? I think the Zinger might be. I, I agree with you. I think yeah. Porzingis is far tough, far more tougher than, than so, KD. So who's more tougher, KD or Curry? Curry. Curry. Yeah, I'd say Curry too. Yeah. Look, yo, but, but like, yo, Curry drives, Curry's a shorty, right? Yeah. 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 speaking. And that motherfucker put his body on the line every, every play. Yep. Mm. So... Yeah. yeah, I, mean, I just yeah, I don't see it. And you guys think too, like with this whole drama nonsense and stuff like that. Curry was the one that went to Draymond's house the night of and made peace, and then he went to go talk to KD. So he kind of runs the she calls the shots behind the scenes behind everything. So yep. I mean, like you have enough respect, you don't get that respect if you ain't if you ain't about your stuff, right? And like That's I, feel, true. I feel like KD, he's so sensitive that he needs like someone to kind of like pat his back and be like, it's all good, it's okay, instead of being a leader and being like, yo. Let's just keep going. Let's just move. I mean, he has burner accounts on Twitter. <laughs> yo, he's sensitive. Yeah, he give a fuck about what people say about him. Yeah. Too, too much. Too much. And, like, and I know you guys are within this, this you know, the, the melting pot that is the millennial category. But, like, that's he exudes the stereotypical millennial when it comes to that. Yeah. Like, you talk about, like, you know, entitlement shit and, like, the, the softness. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a that's not the softest, but the sensitivity. Like, you know, and my homeboy uh, Danny Abar, he's got a, a podcast called um, Absolutely Fucking Not. It's a millennial podcast. You guys should check it out one day. But oh, really? he he talks about this shit, right? And and it's like a real thing. I, but I feel like you compare LeBron James to KD, they're kind of in the same, you know, 
relative to speaking, the same age range. Yeah, right. And you got completely different people. Yeah, it's true. Uh, like you got, I mean, LeBron. LeBron gets bailed out a lot, right? Because he's and he kind of bitches and complains a lot. But that's the nature of the game. Like you, you're gonna act to try to get your calls. But make no mistake, that motherfucker's grind into the basket. He's hustling for everything. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and, and to kind of go off that a little bit, um, they were just, I mean, they've mentioned it a lot of times, but I've seen it on ESPN. Like, he, LeBron in general, he doesn't get a lot of those calls because he's so big and he kind of just moves everybody out the way when he goes in there. But, but you know, we, we don't hear it on TV, but there's, like, a lot of slapping going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, gets, he gets beat up. But yeah. there's, there's been, I, I'd say less now, but I'd say maybe, I don't know, Two three years ago, I remember vividly like this motherfucker would just like bulldoze people. Yep, right. And and, yeah. and they would be legit like in the right spot to be you know to have an offensive foul called on them, and nothing. Many occasions. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The, the game is the way the game is. Right. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite like soft LeBron moments you could probably say is when in the playoffs when he got hit by Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. and he flopped and the end up. I think ejecting the Toronto player. I forgot who it was. And the Toronto player was like, I was I didn't even touch dude. Like Tristan hit that fool. It was his own teammate. Got slapped in the mouth. It wasn't even me. Yeah. But as yeah, it's just like like Manny said, it's just one of those things the way of the game is now, which kinda right. sucks because I missed the nineties ball. Yeah. Yeah. I used yeah. to I, I missed I mean I, I appreciate the three and the skill and the, the polish yeah. and everything, but I missed the nineties ball. I missed the Charles Oakley's. Like yeah. it's just sad because like you're never gonna see those type of players anymore. Nah. Because Unfortunately, so game has gotten a bit soft for sure. Um, and uh, uh, which call also wanted to mention um, back to the Warriors drama. Not only you know, like uh, Royce mentioned, uh, Steph Curry going to their houses, but they even have him going out on the road with them while he's injured. Yeah, right? ba- babysitting yeah. on the bench. Babysitting on the bench. He was there at Houston. Like He wasn't at the, on the bench the prior games, and then he comes in on Houston the first game that Draymond and Durant are both back, right. and he's chilling in between both of them, <laughs> cracking jokes and stuff. So it's almost like, hey, Curry, the kids is, the kids is misbehaving. Come over here and handle your business. Right. That's funny. You're going to start calling Papa Curry, Papa Curry, man. Papa Curry. Papa Curry, bro. <laughs> so, Manny, what, uh, how many games do you think the Knicks end up winning, and do they make the playoffs? say 22 games and, and no fucking play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very hopeful. Now, see, I want, I want, like, and somebody on, ESPN, I was listening to ESPN Radio here today, and I can't remember who the hell it was, but they made a really good point. I, I want to see competitive basketball, right. right? And so, if we're competing, and it's the young core group of the Knicks, playing, competing, and winning that game, that mm-hmm. win to me matters. If right. it's if it's them competing, and then you got Tim Hardaway Jr. scoring 50 points, and then you got Lance Thomas and Enos, Enos Cantor kind of leading the way, right. I don't I don't want that W. Because we're just basically letting these guys shine, but not really developing our own core future team. Got you. And so for me, I'm, I'm hoping we'd catch a bunch of L's, but that they're educational L's where these young cats are learning how to take these L's but right. also are able to, you know, develop from them. And you think Por- Porzingis, you think he's st- out for the rest of the year? I really hope so. You hope so? So they could keep- I hope so for two, for two reasons. One, I think it's just healthier for him to really take the, the time right. to heal up properly. Right. And at the same token, I want him to build some mass. And I hope that kind of what he's doing at, uh, on his off time because mm-hmm. he's he's still a small dude like a, a lanky skinny cat yeah yeah and sure he needs, he needs some weight you know the real reason why Havana asked you that right because I fool took him in the fifth round in his draft fancy <laughs> <laughs> I had an IR spot <laughs> I did, I did peep that, actually. Yeah, I was like, did Havana really take Cousins and Prozingis? Like, yep, yep. Really took two, I was, two I was, th- I was thinking in the long run, in the long term, man, in the sh- long term, but in the draft, you know. That shit is really long term. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Yo, we had an IR spot. Why not, guy? You're going dynasty era, bro, for next year. He's stashing for next year. I see you. I, yo, I was looking at that, and I was like, yo, wait a minute. How do I do, do I try to get that guy from him? But I was like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't need this drama right now. You don't need the drama. Man, you declined my trade yesterday. I did, and I'll do it again if you want to send it. <laughs> no, me and Royce were fucking with you because he was telling me that he was trying to give you a... Uh, Get you a trade. What were you trying to trade him? I I forgot to be honest with you. I, it was like Aaron Gordon for like Clay. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon for Clay. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> so like, okay, so real quick backstory for that. Like the reason why I even offered that to you is one, like obviously I'm a Warrior fan. I like Clay. You took that right. fool in the third round. I was like, goddamn, this fool like yeah. took him number one pick. But anyway, like, so when I made the trade last week for uh, Aaron Gordon and Kwai. Havana is the first one hit me up. Yo, that's not even fair, bro. Like Aaron Gordon's Wait, a, you Aaron, got both. You got both of them last week. I didn't catch that. Yeah, I got yeah, both he of got them. both of them. I got them both next. Who'd last you week. get them for? For Aaron, for Kemba and Andre Drummond. Where's the fucking veto on that? Because we probably. I, I, I don't think that shit even matters. Like I'm. Still, <laughs> yeah. like, I, yo, I'm still, like I'm looking at my shit. And I'm like, yo, how the fuck? All this shit's happening, and I'm really just not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> so real quick, I don't know what the fuck? that trade was offered to me. I just did my due diligence to due diligence to accept it. Who traded? Who who offered it to you? I think Genesis. I'm not sure. Man, Gen- the guy's na- his name is Genesis. That fool, if it's not if it's not a warrior, he thinks they're trash. So it's all- <laughs> shout out to Genesis. <laughs> if it's not a warrior, fool thinks he's trash. It's just, wow. uh, it's just it was what it was what it is. But anywho, like Havana, Havana hit me up. Last week, uproar, but like, yo, Aaron Gordon is like a like a top ten player. Nah, you gotta relax. Nah, I was like, nah, bro, nah. He's just he's a sexy player, but he ain't a top ten player. He's like, nah, fool. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try my luck because if if that's man, that's Jay Havana, you know, Manny, they boys. So I'm gonna just throw out Aaron Gordon out there and see what I can get. And just I was just fishing. Yeah, I'm just fishing. So, so that was like, so I was like, you know what, man, you need a point guard. Let me offer him Dennis Smith Jr. for Clay. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. I didn't even realize it was you until after I declined it. I was like, this fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just so you know, for future reference, Manny, if if Royce ever offers you a trade, he's already got three other trades plotting in the back. <laughs> well, that's, that's, hey, that's called being smart. I'm hey, a GM. Yeah, yeah. I'm a GM. He's at a heart, GM. Bro. Yeah. I'm doing the same shit. Uh, there you go. <laughs> he's not going to keep those players. Uh-uh. He's going to flip that's, them. That's all right. He's already... Hey. He was telling me today, because we play fantasy uh, football, there's... How many yeah. trades involved this whole year? Six six trades? Six trades. He's been involved in all of them. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I ain't even had that much time to do that much diligence, bro. Right? Uh, bro. I got, I got 10... This probably got a subscription to one of those... Uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, I actually don't, bro. Damn. <laughs> I got these ten minute gaps in between my work time, and I just hop off. Man, you just uh, we just got your photo of uh, you as Prince Akeem and coming there to America, go. turning thirty again, bro. That's, just, that's beautiful, bro. We'll share it on the much, socials. Much love, we'll share love, it on bro. the socials if it's cool with you. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> bet, bet. So, so what do you think, man? How's your fantasy basketball going? Trash that shit is. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thankful it's a long season. Yeah, yeah, yeah 20 true. weeks. That's true. That's true. So I'm just, I'm just holding out hope and just trying to, uh, you know, work the system a little bit and see where I end up. So hey, my, my, I have a question for you because you had the number one overall pick. I wasn't there. Why? What, oh, you were? <laughs> uh, yeah, he wasn't. He was on auto pick. Oh, for real. <laughs> and Ben was giving him crap, like, "Yo, Manny." Like, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> like, me, yeah. yo, like." Well, I was like, "What's up with the cat pick?" But okay, I feel it makes sense now. Yeah. Who? Nah, what, what happened? Actually, there was two two errors on my part. One, I didn't I didn't come on time. Pause. Uh, to for the draft. <laughs> and then secondarily, I I didn't organize my shit. Right. I didn't, so I, I I set it up in one way, and then I was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't think about what if I'm first. So I was like, "Okay, no, let me rearrange this shit." Uh-huh. And then when shit hit the fan, I was like, "Fuck!" Uh... I mean, I'm not mad at Cat. I wanted I wanted Cat, but then my strategy was really just to go after somebody with big three point makes. You know what I'm saying? Got you, got you. So if you uh, if you weren't on auto draft, who would you pick instead of Cat? Probably Steph Curry. Okay. Why? You really feel he's worth that number one overall? 
That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he's consistently fucking crushing. Yeah, true. Uh, I, I do like Kemba, too. Yeah, uh, I wasn't right. just, yeah. But at the time, I wasn't really... Uh, I wasn't really willing to, to you know, be, have him be that if I had that opportunity. Right. But but that's more like emotional because he's a Bronx guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, his ascent through through the New York ranks into college and the pros was kind of dope. Got you. Got you. Shout out I to... I think that's the problem. That's the problem with this fucking thing. You what? get emotional about this shit. <laughs> I think it was Ben. He, was, he uh, I think he, it was in the group text or something like that, but he was like, yo... I'm just picking the players that I like, man, that I like to watch and stuff like that. It doesn't really matter if it's, you know, they're high ranking or whatever. I'm just going to pick them up. See, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout out to Jeremy's daughter in the background crying. He's he's up, he's over there doing the fatherhoods thing. Word, word. Can yeah. do that. That's what's up. Let's uh <laughs> let's go into your podcast, man. So you have well, aside from Dribbles and Dimes, you have a podcast with EFN and KGB, the ninja from Shaolin, Fatherhoods. Yeah. How's that going? Oh, phenomenal, man. Like, yeah. we, we have a real uh, dope vibe, I mm-hmm. think. And, 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 you know, one thing is how we feel, and one thing is how people receive it. So right. we still haven't gotten enough critical masses to understand what the general public thinks. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but we enjoy it. Like, we, yeah. for us, and we talk about this all the time, it's, it's therapeutic. Yep. So we, you know, I have three kids, K has one and, and EFN has one mm-hmm. and just the, the variety of stages of the kids and like just our own dealings with them. We get to share that with each other. We tend to, you know, educate each other, take away a few, you know, gems for our own parenting. Mm-hmm. And really just like kick it, bro. Like it's, yeah, it's really, sure. it's really dope. Yeah, it sounds. I mean, it sounds like you guys are just the chemistry's there. Obviously, you guys are just kicking and having a natural conversation, and that's one of the things that I enjoy about it. I'm not a father, but I'm tuning in weekly. I'm learning gems, Good. you know. So Good. don't steer me the wrong way. No, we'll never do that. We'll never do that. Now, <laughs> with an evil smile, you say that. <laughs> Why don't you try hanging your kid upside down? I hear it relieves the flu. They're right. <laughs> you no, can't. no, we're just don't, don't, no, no. Rewind. No, we're just, we're not, we're not saying that. No, take that out. Take that out. <laughs> Very dope. And you also have another podcast called Dribble and Dimes. Yeah, Dribble and Dimes. So, so that one actually. So, uh, I'll tell you kind of the genesis if if you want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. Break um, it down. So, yeah, so EFN is my homeboy. We've known each other for, right. uh, i say probably around, not that long, actually, about six, seven years now. Okay. Um, and and we got introduced through KGB. So KGB is, a, is a, so we, we are part of the same social social fellowship, which is, in, in general terms, more similar to a, a fraternity. Got you. The only exception is we're not Greek. So that's why we don't call ourselves a frat. <laughs> got you. Um, so that's how, that's how I've known Kay. And then when I moved to Miami, he introduced me to EFN and whatever. We, we started to build a relationship. Right. So, um, so obviously through all the fanfare and, and the excitement around uh, Drink Champs, mm-hmm. um, I started to really study what what they were doing and really have a, co- a lot of conversation with EFN about the podcast space. Mm-hmm. And, and my interest was really just on like, how do I find a problem within the podcast space that I can help solve just because mm-hmm. my background is in digital marketing and advertising. Okay. So much of what I've done in my career is insert myself in places where there have been systematic issues where either the company that I represent or, you know, people that I know can come in and solve these issues for the betterment of the advertising ecosystem. Right. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's the lens I was looking at podcasting in. And then the more people I spoke with, the more I realized that podcasters tend not to really mind a ton of what the problems might be. Mm. So for instance, in podcasting, it's hard to come across granular insights into how, you know, how the podcast is being received, how accurately, what demographics are associated with it. Like it's, there's some of that, but there's not a ton of really granular data that an advertiser would care about. Okay. So, 
So, you know, in my conversations, it was like, mm-hmm. there, most people would say, like, there aren't any issues. Everything is cool. And I know that's not true. So I was like, <laughs> fuck this shit. Like, maybe I, maybe I need to jump in and actually be a podcaster to see what the world is like and then see if I find shit in there that would be cool to try to build a business around. Right. So that was my early thought. But then I said, you know what? I, I don't know if I want to necessarily build a business, but maybe this podcast thing might be interesting to do. So mm-hmm. me and my, my brother and I, uh, Emilio the Poet, shout out to Emilio the Poet. And you know um, it. And you know, he's a poet and you know it. <laughs> uh, we, we grew up you know, big basketball fans, as, right. as we discussed earlier. And our, our, our happy place, the place where we kind of just vibe heavy, mm-hmm. has been through the game of basketball. Stop. And so I'm thinking we're kind of spitballing ideas on what we might want to do as far as the podcast goes. And right. I, I dialed in on the culture of New York basketball. And so really, truly, it's like that's a place that we grew up understanding and learning the game. Mm-hmm. But also you see how significant in the grand scheme of things New York is to the game of basketball. Right. So not to slap, you know, pat ourselves on the back or anything, but like, you see many people come out of New York and go to D1 schools, play overseas, mm. play in the NBA. Right. I, don't, I don't know what the numbers are, but I know we have a, a, a large concentration of people that come out of here that they go on to play and right. coach and do all sorts of shit. So I was like, yo, there's, there's a lot here. So let's just see if we can get to talk to people in the game and really just hear their stories, but also talk about the game from that vantage point. And that's how Dribble and Dimes was born. That's dope. So you're already epi- uh, five episodes, six episodes in, right? We have dropped six, correct. Dropped six. And we've recorded eight. So I got dope. two in the stash right now. Yeah, it's good. It's always to have. It's always good to have stuff in the stash. What, when is this one releasing? Do you have a time frame? Um, well, Couple since weeks? since the, no, since the time sensitive material, um, I was planning just to drop it like Sunday or Monday. Oh okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so we ha- we we just recorded a uh, Thursday. So Thursday was a huge storm over here, fucked up transit, all wow. sorts of shit. Uh, we recorded a very high profile uh, player. Uh, oh. He he was the national high school player of the year back in in the mid nineties. Mm. So that's uh, that's dropping after. Couple weeks after this, so I'm not gonna drop his name. Okay, okay, no worries. We'll have to check in on that. So, how is it interviewing all these people, all these athletes, former athletes, and coaches, and hearing their experiences firsthand? So, I wouldn't even call it an interview. Okay. Um, And and the reason I wouldn't is it's the format is very kind of like this, right? Like, I mean, you're asking you're asking some questions, but it's not rigid in the sense of like right. a t- typical interview mm-hmm. so it's just boys kicking it the girls kicking it you know that it's a, that kind of vibe mm-hmm. so it's it's really chill i would say and people that we the people that we encounter when we talk to they're very willing to kind of share their story and good. really just talk to us about the game mm-hmm. which is what excites us so it's it's kind of I don't know. It's it's very self-serving in that regard because it's it's something that my brother and I genuinely love mm-hmm. and, and we're learning from these people because like a part of it too is we we grew up around the game of New York but mm-hmm. we didn't really play. We weren't active in playing it. Or oh, you guys really never close you, to it. You guys didn't play? Like in school? I mean, we played in like elementary school but oh, you know, got you. I, I was very uh, friendly with the, with the bench. <laughs> my, my brother my brother actually played more uh than i did on on our elementary school team but um but yeah you know recreationally like yeah. we still play but can we compete at a high level nah bro that's not that's not us <laughs> did you ever try out for like junior high or high school teams or anything like that i played i think i yeah i played to like eighth grade Dope. from like i think it might have been like fifth to eighth and then uh, in high school, I didn't even bother because right. so the, the high school I went to uh, in the Bronx is called St. Raymond High School. Mm. So St. Raymond High School produced tons of D1 players, Jeez. D2 players. 
And so what they would do is they would recruit kids at like, I think in like the sixth grade, like they already had an idea of who they were trying to get. Into wow. Yeah. So like I was, I, I wasn't even on that radar for sure. So, I mean, they did have those open tryouts, but it's not like you were even going to yeah. make it. I, I think I did go out for like uh freshman year, uh-huh. but it was, I mean, it was just, it was not fair what was going down in there. So I was just like, just fucking ran away, got <laughs> buried my head in some books and called it a day. Right. Yeah. I, I tried out for freshman basketball too. Didn't make it, didn't make it, but yeah. you give it a go, you know? Yeah. Why not, man? You give it but, a go. I don't know. It was, it was crazy. Anyhow, so dribbling dives is, is, yeah. uh, is dope. We're, we're having a good time. That's good. And I thought it was cool too um, by bringing your brother along. Like he could, he could also um, showcase like his poetry skills. His, um, I think that was dope, especially when you guys each episode you start out with sort of like a story of your guest that's coming, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when the theme music comes in, your brother does does a poetry poetry like come on, kind of like a poetry slam, right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a few few hot bars. Yep. Yeah, would he, did, you, he did a great job with that. Oh, he did. He did. It really, it really felt, you know, like those uh, ESPN thirty for thirties. Oh, word. Yeah, like I like to me when I hear it every time I hear it, and then it it goes into it. I feel like it it sounds like that. That's hell. Dope. Yeah, I let him know. That's real dope. Thank you for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm a fan of it, man. So, um, and on top of that, we have this uh, ongoing breaking news battle going word. on. <laughs> How does even start? I just agreed to be in it. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was fucking drink chair sports, yo. Paul Look at Paul. I forgot. I posted some shit, and then he's like, "A oh, word? We on?" Because actually, because Paul would throw out stuff, he wouldn't call it breaking news, but he yeah. would. It would be him breaking news, basically, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, but he would do it across all sports, right? And and then I threw something out. I can't remember what the, Oh, it was about... I think it was about Lamar Odom. Yeah, it was Lamar Odom uh, joining the big three. Right. And I did it from the New York standpoint because, again, yeah. my podcast is based on New York basketball. Exactly. Or not... Sorry, let me correct that. Not New York basketball. New York area basketball. So it really is the tri-state area. So we're talking about New York, Connecticut, and New Jersey. Right, right, right. But uh, but anyhow, I put that out there and uh-huh. he was like, oh, oh, you, you want smoke? I was like... <laughs> I, I guess I guess nigga let's go let's go I was <laughs> so like yeah, yeah. I was like what's up with us man we agree we're <laughs> down for it too <laughs> yeah so it became this cool I mean it's cool it's dope like, I'm digging and now it, you're gonna force me to get all sorts of alerts and shit so I can uh, beat I know, y'all right? <laughs> we got the Jimmy Butler that. one man yeah yeah I saw that and the mellow that. one and then Paul goes and throws some football one out there yeah that shit don't count <laughs> It's so I random. Him, I, I told him off top. I was like, "Yo, you got all that other shit. I'm sticking to basketball." Yeah, and, same here. And I'm trying to have it from a New York slant, so you may not see me talk anything about anybody else. Right, that's facts. It's facts. We're gonna get him on here too, and then um, we'll get an episode with all of us on there. It'll be dope. Yeah, that'd be hot. That'd be dope. So, what do you see the future of dribbles and dimes? Yo, um, I, I'm not really thinking that far ahead, bro. Like. For me, it's, it's again, it's another... So, if fatherhood is therapy, mm-hmm. this this is just uh, kind of taking me back to my, you know, my, my youth in a lot yeah. of cases. It's, it's my fountain of youth. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's been it's been a great way to network with people um, and, and on some genuine shit, not on some, like, let me try to use you type yeah, of shit. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, it's, it's been really... Um, like I said, it's been a cool experience so far, so I don't, I don't want to necessarily take it out of that. If it yeah. grows and becomes something great, if it becomes a fucking drink champs on that kind of level, right. like, awesome. We'll figure out how to make that, try to keep it as genuine as possible. Mm-hmm. But but right now, bro, it's just... It's fun, man. For the love. Yeah, it's fun. It sounds great. I enjoy it. I'm not even from... I'm not from New York, nor have I visited New York, but I'm learning a lot about it. Um, and you guys do a, a fantastic job of producing it um, and putting it together. So big you guys up, man. Salute, man, for sure. Yeah, I, I got 
gotta I gotta give our DJ a shout. So uh, okay. DJ Trends, he uh, uh, he's the one that's helping us out with the you know the the editing, the major like adding everything together. Oh, that's tight. Sound crisp. So yeah, Very shout out to him. Shout out to him. And uh, Royce is back with us after doing uh, taking fatherhood's uh, duties. Fatherhood's one hundred and one. Fatherhood's one hundred and one. Fun stuff. How, how, how old is your daughter? Uh, she's a year and a half now. Is that your only child? Yeah, she's my only one. Okay. Yeah, she runs my life already. She can't even talk. <laughs> that, that makes sense. That's how it goes. Yeah, man, definitely. That's what's up. Do you have anything else, Mr. Royce, for Mr. Manny? Oh, I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna make you some more trade offers. <laughs> some more trade offers. I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm gonna send I'm, I'm gonna send you that Randy Watson link though ASAP. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's, Find that motherfucker, let me know. I got you. Yeah. And I think it's um the restaurant that did it, it was like it's a deli. It's a deli. It's yeah. a deli in LA. It's a deli and in they LA. Got shirts, hoodies, hats, figurines, everything. Bro, they made the store they made the store next to it the a replica of the barbershop. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yeah. son. I wish I knew about this. I know. Next time we're in LA, man, we'll all go. Yeah. For sure. Bet. Nah, I'm gonna be dressed as a fucking McDowell's employee. <laughs> there you go. I think yeah, I've seen photos of Fabulous actually dressed as a yeah. McDowell's oh, employee. Yeah. I saw that. There yeah. you go. That's that was where that. He, was, he was at the deli. He, he was at the deli. Yep. Fuck out of Yo. Son, I'm mad right now. <laughs> <laughs> right? That shit is dope. Well, you dope. Know, I got, I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start piecing together a Randy Watson outfit for Halloween, and that's what, that's what I'm gonna take that shit. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to take that shit to L.A. Don't Look forget sexual chocolate. Word. Don't forget sexual chocolate. Bet. <laughs> well, thank you for uh, coming on board, coming on Bars and Buckets, Mr. Manny Digital. Yo, Ooh. my pleasure, yo. Thanks for having me. Royce, be safe out there, though. It's a pleasure, bro. Always, man. <laughs> you the same. <laughs> hey, no more bullshit trades, all right? Hey, I respect. Respect. I'm going to offer you Porzingis, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. Next year. <laughs> <laughs> hold it for me. Hold it, hold it right. <laughs> Keep relief. <laughs> Yo, this is Bars and Buggers. I'm I'm your boy Jay Havana, this and this is, is all right, Manny. Say goodbye. Yeah. All right, peace. Yo, check us out, Dribbling Dimes, on your favorite podcast platform, and that's D R I B B L E N D I M E S on all the socials. Peace. Yo, don't forget to plug fatherhoods too, guy. You're on both of them. All right, all right. <laughs> you were talking. I thought we were talking about basketball. No, you're, 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 <laughs> nah, 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 nah. But, but that's key. So, uh, yeah. fatherhoods. That is uh, us fathers, myself, KGB, and the famous uh, DJ EFN. Boom. And we talk about fatherhood from the hip hop perspective. And you can check us out on all socials at Fatherhoods Pod. And uh, on any of your favorite podcast platforms, that's also Fatherhoods. There you go. As the sun sets in the west, I confess this life puts me to the test. So I took what I learned, watched the rest burn, step back, take a look at my life, realize. It's not your turn, don't pay attention to the hype, it corrupts your mind A figment of your imagination in disguise Memories just take me back to the days But back in the days, hot top face still rocking the braids Breaking the rules while growing up we paid our dues Listening to Easy e and the dog pound sound No matter what our crew went through, we held each other down Our sound wasn't around, but rhymes were profound Hit the switch and watch the low low drop And listen to the sounds coming from the block Back in the days, wanted to rhyme with the So I use my conscience as the weapon of defense There's no 
rapper And life was hard when I was thinking like that From back in the days I'm used to living like that Back in the days wanted to ride with the best Back in the days couldn't fit with the rest Back in the days when I was put to the test Back in the days, back in the days Back in the days wanted to ride with the best Back in the days couldn't fit with the rest Back in the days when I was put to the test Back in the days, back in the days Mobbing to the beat on them triple gold D's Feeling the breeze, take a look over my shoulder, see the horizon. Reflection ain't the same, funny how time change. When the heartbeat of the street calls your name, it's best you answer before you pass up this opportunity. You won't get it again, let me assure you, this is not a trend. At times it may seem like liquor's my only friend. Suicidal thoughts running through my head again. Big talking to me with that machine gun funk, heard a warning. So I regulated with the pump. I'm the essence that was lost in the West Coast struggle. The perfect example behind the meaning of survival. Paying homage to the legends that made me believe. Gave a meaning of life to the son of a refugee. Back in the days, wanted to ride with the best. Back in the days, couldn't fit with the rest. Back in the days, when I was put to the test. Back in the days, back in the days. Back in the days, wanted to ride with the best. Back in the days, couldn't fit with the rest. Back in the days, when I was put to the test. Back in the days, back in the days. Back in the days, wanted to ride with the best. Back Days, couldn't fit with the rest Back in the days when I was put to the test Back in the days, back in the days Back in the days, wanted to ride with the best Back in the days, couldn't fit with the rest Back in the days when I was put